and is soft this morning. Amen. I will take you on a journey or a jaunt. What God had told me to discuss with you, which is a protracted discussion, in the sense that we have been on this matter for three months, and I am so happy with God, because God will not allow us to leave this matter until He has fully saturated every strand of this church in the understanding of His will. We started by the grace of God from the month of May, when we tried, we looked into the books of Revelation, the coming of the Lord, very extensively. And we looked in depth into the book of Revelation. And then we ended up in the month of June, talking about the keys to the Father's heart. And that took us to talking about the love for God. I know that everybody understands the love of God, which is the agape love. Hallelujah. But many people do not understand that God, who is agape, agapacious, if that can be permitted, in love. That is, God who has such an avalanche love for us and such a kind love. A love that is not based on condition for humanity. He also wants love from humanity. <laughs> Hallelujah. And anything you can think about the love of God, from the love of God, which you will demand that if God loved me, he should do this, he should do that. God also have it for you that if you love me, this is what you should do. And we began to explore the love for God. And for the first time, I'll tell you, it's mind-blowing. I, I know that we started this since last year because I went to your brethren in, um, um, uh, uh, with Pastor Lockhart. Uh, Mama, tell me again. Abundant life. Abundant life, Bible Church. And, you know, I did preach a good number of stuff, but the message on your love for God is still, you know, rousing up that church till today. <laughs> they said to me, Apostle, come and stay here and stay with us for some time. Just be telling us about the love for God. So we have never thought about this. And it opened up the heart of man completely. It is that that led us to the seven things about your heart, your thoughts, and your mind. And we have come to the closing sequence of the seven things about your thoughts, your heart, and your mind. Last week, I started talking about principles for victorious living. I want you to know that the Word of God is true, even if you do not believe it. And I say this for several reasons. The Word of God is not true because you believe it. Because, you see, this thing is not microphone because of your belief. Whether I believe that what I'm holding is microphone or not, it does not define microphone. Microphone is just microphone, not because you believe it. I will get the name. So, the word of God is true, not subject to anybody's belief. And we understand the fact that everything that God said in the word about uh, the world, that's what it's been. And everything God says in the Bible about you who is born again, that is what you are. Even if you have not manifested it. Are we together? When, you, when we name a baby, and it's, uh, a woman can say, it's a boy, it's a boy. And we carry the baby in our hand and we name the baby on the naming day. Now oh, it's a boy. Everybody rejoices a boy. That boy can bring children out. It can impregnate woman. Okay? So that life can be brought into a woman's womb. That boy, though at that time, he can't do that. But he's being an infant boy, 
does not mean he cannot do that. He only needs a, 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 a development procedure or process, isn't it? And that boy will grow, 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 grow one day. He will also come to the parents and say, this is my child. Correct? The ability to do that had been with him from the day he was born. I would get that the same thing with a girl. A girl does not have a womb ready for conception. But when you say it's a girl and we celebrate the girl, that girl can carry a human being in her womb. But that girl has to go through process of growth. Now the problem with many believers is this. They, they, they continue to remain to be baby. Because many people are not advantaged or given the opportunity to be under leaders who themselves grow daily. And if you are under an instructor who does not add values to himself, neither does he grow daily, you will be stagnated because you, you, a, 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 a student is not above his lecturer. And the major problem of the church of God today is that a lot of pulpits are filled with people who just want to excite mortal men who are not interested in the destiny that heaven had written and buried in the souls of men. Not so with Christ with Tabernacle. In this place, if you can listen on the pulpit of CFT globally, if you can listen very, very well, the message is to bring you to the place that heaven created you so that everything that God put inside you, you will manifest them in your lifetime. You don't settle for anything contrary to God as, as you know, normal. It's not normal. A Christian who is not fulfilling God is abnormal. It's contrary to normalcy. And so, this lecture is to help you, all over the lecture I've been talking about heart and mind, is to change the way you think, is to accelerate your thinking, your faculty, it is to empower you, so that you can go higher than where you are, break the shell of you, so that you can move freely, at the speed not of man, but at the speed of God, so that you can achieve everything that heaven had given to you. Not something that you are, going to, you, you, are, you, are, you are just going to bring about. No, it's talking about something that God has put inside you. And so we begin to look at the heart, mind, and thoughts. And then we started looking at the principle for victorious living. Now, under the principle of for victorious living, let me take you on a journey now. The key scriptures is the book of Proverbs, chapter 4, verse 23 to 27, which says, Above everything... Guard your heart. And I will talk about heart. I thought I would finish it today, but I, what I see Sunday. And when we finish next Sunday, I want to talk to you about heaven and hell. <laughs> the reality of hell. I always preach it when I'm doing funeral. The message on the reality of hell. Because the way you go to funeral place, everybody's face is drawn as if they will not die. As if the person who died is the only one who just died. They will lose the consciousness that that death is an assignment of everybody. So I use that opportunity to open all the Pandora's box of hell. And you see fear, terror in the face of people. So get ready. Those of you who are saints of God, you won't have terror. You will not have knowledge. But anybody who is not born again, bring him to my meeting. He will not leave that meeting without being born again. And anybody who is playing games with God will change too when we go into the reality of hell. But you know, how can a Christian live a victorious life? That is a life that Satan cannot dictate anything you do. Number one principle, guard your heart. 
Do everything you can to protect your heart. You have known from my previous lectures that your heart is informed by all your senses, especially your sense of hearing and sight. And these are the two fundamental parts of human that Satan used to fall Adam and Eve in the garden. He spoke to Eve. Did God really say you should not eat any fruit? Misquoting the status of God, the primary status of God. God didn't give law before the time. The first law God gave man is that you can eat everything here, but this one don't touch. But when Satan came, he misquoted the word of God, the status of God, and said, did God really say? And the word really say in that uh, chapter 3 of Genesis is a word that connotes that Satan, for Satan to access the heart of a man, he must suggest something that is debatable to you, something that you can reason with to you. If you are not able to look behind the veil to understand that it is not everything that is suggested to your hearing, you have to deliberate over, you will fall into his hands. Not every thought that comes to human mind you speak out. Because sometimes a thought will come to your mouth, to your mind. If you speak it out, you may be a convict of criminal offense. Or an abuse somewhere. At the same time, you may lose privileges because you did not take into cognizance the weight of what you thought and you just spoke it. I would get the now. Someone says to another person that, I will make sure I kill you. And then the second day, some bandits went and killed that person. Who is the first suspect? The man who said yesterday, I will make sure I kill you. And we have nothing about death. However, we had him say it. And the mystery death happened the second day. Both the righteous and the ungodly will suspect him as the first suspect. Not everything that you hear in your ear, you allow your mouth to speak. Not every thought that comes to your mind, you allow your life to act upon. Satan said, did God really say, anytime that you have a thought to reconsider what the Bible says and try to form opinion, human opinion, or, you know, you know, just apply your logical reasoning to what is illogical with God said, you will always fall into trap of Satan. Your heart must be guarded. You must guard your heart. If he did not, if Satan did not access the heart of Eve, Eve will not access the heart of Adam and we will not fall at all. Hearing, consider your sights. She saw that the food was good for food. Did she not see that before? No. Let me say this to you. The, to see that the seed was good for food is not a sin. But if the source that controls your sight is the devil, every good thing that he makes you to see is a thing that will destroy you. Let me repeat myself. To see that something is good for food is not a problem. However, it is what is behind the sight. It will, anything that Satan inspires a man to see or to observe, it may look good, but it will be to your destruction.
Because John 10, 10 says, the devil has come but to kill, to steal and destroy. If Satan said to me to look at my wife again and then pick up something out of her, that thing may look good. If I deliberate on that thing, that is why we wreck our relationship. So, Satan said, look at this. Did God really say? And the woman looked and saw it was good for food. And to gain knowledge. How can someone that God created in his image think that there is another knowledge that he needs to gain? I can understand it. But it fools the first man. What about Samson? The woman said to her when she was going to kill her, destroy the, the source of, uh, kill him, source of his power. He said to him, why don't you tell me this? If you truly love me, tell me your secret. Can you imagine this stupid man? Tell me your secret so that I may destroy you. And can a man tell a woman a secret who already made her intention clear that, so that I may destroy you? Yes, he did. Because if you give heed to the hearing of the devil, faith comes by hearing and hearing comes by the word of God. Same thing, falling comes by hearing by hearing of the word of Satan. He fell. Therefore, guard your heart. I could give you many, many more, many, many more examples. Look at, look at the life of Solomon. You'll find the same thing in Solomon. Your heart is the wellspring of life. Number two, he says, put away perversity from your, your mouth. Keep corrupt talk from your lips. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Make level path for your feet. Take only ways that are firm. Do not swear to the right or to the left. And I think we have nine things in it last week. Is, is that correct? I can't hear you see nine years is nine. Isn't it? Don't worry, I can hear you. Regardless of the protector that we have. So... Anyone who can master what I'm saying, you have mastered your greatest enemy, the devil. It means you can tie the devil down like a dog and put a chain on his mouth. So that where you want him to be is where he will be. Many Christians believe that if they are praying, they are praying, 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 I bind this Satan, I bind this Satan, then Satan is bound. Yes, you bind Satan in the name of Jesus, he will be bound. If Satan, <laughs> if Satan, if you pray and fast, you pray and fast, you pray and fast, Satan don't worry you. Prayer and fasting can be a vain exercise because we know that some people, you know, just decide not to eat and they fast because of their opinion, to express their opinion. They call it hunger strike, isn't it? Yeah? Not. You cannot for me to know that you are following me. Yeah? Aha. Is it religious? Does hunger strike of a man bind the devil? No. Really, it didn't, it didn't change some government who are bent on their wills. Okay? Who is the person who can go without food and cry to the God of heaven and that cry will be heard on high? Joel chapter 2 tells you. 
Rain your heart first. And that's who we're talking about. Not your garment. Not your fasting. Your connection of your heart with the living God. A man who protects what enters his heart by every means possible to him. And I'm going to look down a few things this morning that you need to take cognizance of when it comes to the realm of your heart. But you need to know emphatically that you and I have to do everything to protect our heart. I can, dis- I can refuse any relationship that will affect my heart. Anybody that will infiltrate my heart and change my heart from the heart that God has given me, I will do everything in my power to banish him away from my presence. So that I have no connection, no communication. It does not matter whether we are born together. It does not matter what that connection is with me. If you are going to affect my heart, take away my heart from the living God, I will make sure I take you out of my heart completely and I will never think about you because I don't need it. Your heart is the wellspring of your life. If anybody can control your heart, it can control the well and it can control your life. It can control your attitude. It can control what you achieve. It can limit you. It likes with you. If he can control your heart. And that's the reason why for any man to be successful, success must control your heart. And the success is Jesus. You mustn't give in to the devil. I've explained to you. Those nine things last week. But today, I will go further. And next Sunday, we will cap it. Understand therefore, your, the downfall of a man or the success of a man is determined by his mindset. Because your mindset determines what controls your heart. And your mindset is operated by somebody. Or the way you think in your mind is subject to two factors. And those two factors is answered by one question. The question is, your mindset, who controls your mind? And the one who controls your mind determines the way your mind is set or your mind is programmed. And we looked at it now. Two elements that control human mind, the flesh or the spirit of man. The flesh or the spirit of man. Those are the two things that control human mind. If you look at everything that are the senses, they come from the flesh. And if you look at everything that are views and ideologies and decisions, they come from the spirit of man. Now write this down. Your flesh is controlled by the devil. Natural man I'm talking about. And your spirit is controlled by another spirit, which can be the spirit of God or the spirit of man. The flesh of a man is what you bury when he dies. And that is what, you know, decays. That's the flesh of man. The spirit, when a man dies, the spirit leaves the body. As I'm preaching now, what is speaking through me is not this body. It is my spirit. The day that I am over and I'm done with this world, it may be that they are preaching. As I'm preaching and walking, suddenly there will be a separation. Something will work out of this body and that is my real person. And the flesh will fall to the ground. Everybody will be running all over the flesh. And my spirit will stand and be looking at them wondering what is going on. 
And then it will dawn on my spirit that that is me. Isn't it? Alright? Some people after they have encountered death, they try to come back into the body. But they will discover that they are mirage. It cannot happen anymore. One, there's a separation between the spirit and the body. Forget it. They will try to pick up the body and their hand will move like a wind. Just passing through the wind. And when they dawn on them, the messengers that will take them, who are the spirit messenger, will, will show up and say to them, Son of man, you're over. Follow me. Whoever is the one in charge of their spirit and their soul while they were alive is the one that will take charge of their spirit and their soul after they have departed from this flesh. I think I'm preaching almost about hell now. I'm not going to hell today. I'm talking about hell tonight, today. Are you declare that person dead? However, for today's lecture, therefore, I'm saying that flesh was from the ground and is going to the ground that flesh was overcome in genesis chapter 3 and so that flesh till today is easily subdued by the devil the power of the flesh had been given to decay and so the spirit of decay has more influence on your flesh and my flesh than the spirit of eternity, the Holy Spirit of God that lives eternal. And so therefore, your mindset, my mindset, is undergoing a severe battle. It's a battle between your spirit and the spirit of God and the spirit of Lucifer. Whoever you and I yield to determines who controls our mindset. Now, let's go further. Romans chapter 8, verse 6 to 8. It says, The mindset or the mind of a sinful man is death, but the mind controlled by the Spirit is life and peace. Before we go to verse 7. So, this scripture helps us to understand that sin controls and Holy Spirit controls also. The mind controlled by the mind of a sinful man is death. Which is the mind controlled by sin, it leads to death. I told you when I was speaking earlier that any good thing that Satan makes you see is a good thing that will destroy you. (laughs) It looks good. Something said that she looks beautiful, marry her for me. The one that will assassinate him. Eve said the food, the food was, is good for food and to gain knowledge. And she took it and became foolish and she died. Therefore, understand, whenever sin is in control, whoever sin controls end up in death. Either spiritual death or physical death or mental death or destiny death. Listen to me. But if your spirit man is controlled by the Holy Spirit, it is life, the Bible says. And peace. Somebody say, I want to live long. It is not by prayer. It is by who controls you. A mind that is filthy. We choke the body that carries him to death. Early death, early grave. 
A little thing you are angry. A little thing you are angry. You are, you are closer to death. To, 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 to death. Anytime Satan can extinguish, you may say you are a Christian or you are filled with your own Holy Ghost. Because if somebody is half Holy Ghost in him, he's not supposed to be like that. That's the evidence. We'll get there before, within the next 10 minutes, I think I'll be over. Understand, there is a hunt of warfare going on in the world between two spirits. The spirit of the living God and his cohorts, angels. And the spirit of Satan and his cohorts, demons. And who are they fighting about? Your spirit. That is where the, the war is against. Who controls your spirit, controls your body, it controls your mindset, and it determines your destiny. That's why you must guard your heart. It is the wellspring of life. So that's what John verse 7 says. The sinful mind is hostile to God. These are factors of mind. The first one, a sinful man will end up in death. Second one, a sinful mind is controlled, is hostile to God. The sinful mind is hostile to God. That is interesting. The word of God is so interesting. Hostility interprets to antagonistic, aggressive, confrontational, belligerent, malicious, pugnacious, militant. Name it. So, how do you know a man holds out to God? When you correct them by the word of God, they snap. They snap. The reason is because sin is their master. And sin, whenever you tell somebody who, who, who synagogue is sinful, and you tell them the truth, this, the body will react. He does not want to be free from bondage of Satan. Demons will react. And that is reflected in their reaction. Either they will mock what you are saying, or they will just react against it. So when you see that, why should you be angry? You understand that there is a power beyond their control that is behind their behavior. So why do you be why are you worried? The only thing you can do is to pray for them. Why did he choose that? What's your business? It's his choice. I wish, I wish, your wish is for you. He didn't wish that. And that shouldn't give you a headache, whoever the person may be to you. Therefore, listen. Anyone that is submitted to sin, either a Christian or not, he is always rebellious to God. He is always hostile to God. He will always antagonize God. He does not submit to God's law, he says. He does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. That scripture is is fearful. No wonder when you talk to people like them, you wonder the answer they give you. They say, but you you have been confessing the law before. We know that you are a child of God. How are you saying this kind of thing? Because sin has taken over the mastership of their mind. And the Bible tells you, you must understand that. Don't Don't let them give you a headache. Because the Bible says that that mind controlled by sin cannot submit to God. There is nothing you can do for them by talking to them. I don't waste my time talking to people who don't want to repent. If they repent, good for them. If they don't repent, when they die, they will remember me. But I tell them the truth. Uncompromising truth. 
just as scripture says. So, sinful man gets to death. Hostile to God. He does not submit, nor can it submit. So what do you do? Forget about it. Be careful to engage them in discussion because the Bible says that they do not submit to God and they cannot submit to God. Because at that time they are under the control of the sinful nature. Why should you get angry and be crying over it? Your weeping cannot change them. Your prayer may. But look at verse 8. It says those controlled by the sinful nature cannot please God. Did you see that now? There's nothing they can do, they cannot please God. So therefore, the danger, I call that, the danger of wrong mindset and the benefits of right mindset. So you see there, write these three things down as a conclusion of that. Your mindset determines your choice in life. That is your choice of life or death. A Christian who decides to leave the world and allow the world to dictate to him, you will live under death and you can be exterminated anytime. You are the mercy of the ruler of the prince of the air. Number two, your mind control determines all about you. Who controls your mind determines your destiny, what you become, what you do tomorrow and stuff like that. This is a conclusion of what I've been teaching you. And number three, who or what controls your mind determines your direction in life. (laughs) You see, this is my wife. I'm sure you know that. If you don't know it, know it now. (laughs) This is my wife. Am I correct? I thought somebody would contest it. So, if nobody contests it, you know why you cannot? Your mindset. Because you agree what I said. You believe what I said. Not because you know it. Here, nobody was with us when we married. Here. When I told you that this is my wife, everybody believed it. Correct? You set your mind to believe it. Okay? So, if you believe contrary, it's because you decided to do so. Not because you have a proof to do so. Apply it to every aspect of your life. So, because you believe it's my wife, that will determine how you treat her. Am I true? Yes? That, is, that will determine how you react with her, how you relate with her. None of you can go to her to say, can I have your hand in marriage? Am I talking sense? But if I didn't tell you she's my wife and she's close to me, you may have suspicion that this closeness seems as if she is the wife of that man. And because you decided so, you would treat her the same way. But if somebody comes and says that, no, it may be his sister, like the church I was going before. You know, when my wife was introduced to the church, people didn't know it. She was just following me to my church. And after some years, one man went to my, my mother 
a number of, because we, we went to University of uh, Kochi before we graduated. We did first degree, second degree, PhD before we married. In University of Kochi. Because my father-in-law would not let me marry her. So that man came to my mother and said, this is your daughter. I want to ask you for something, please. Don't say no. My mother said, okay, what do you want? Because you are my son. He said, this is your daughter that we just came back. You know, because they thought she was away before, now she just came back, you know, for where, who knows. Can you, I've been observing her. She's so loving, she's so good to you. She's so caring and stuff. Please, can you let her marry my son? Hmm? And my mother said to him, what you are asking is beyond my power because that is my son's wife to be. He said, your mindset, the mindset changed instantly because of a revealed truth. Listen to me. Your mindset determines your direction in life. Therefore, who is your controller? I ask you in this minute. Examine yourself and tell me who is your controller. In all the decisions you have been taking in life, who is the one controlling? Is it the Spirit of God or the Spirit of this world? Hey, someone say, how can I know it's the Spirit of God? Let me read it back to you in the book of Romans. In chapter 8, verse 7, it says, no, verse 6, The mind of sinful man is dead, but the mind controlled by the Spirit is what? Life and is what? Peace. So, now, what you are doing, does it give you life? Then if it does not, it is of the devil. Does it give you peace? If it does not, it is from the devil. Because anything that the Spirit of God controls, we end up in good life, good living, happiness, joy. I break the chain of Satan over every soul that listens to my voice. Captives, you are set free in the name of the Lord of hosts. Pornography, does it give you peace? It's of the devil. Masturbation. Does it give you peace? It's of the devil. You are set loose in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Quarrel. Every time. Anger. Pride. Where will it take you? I destroy their control over your lives in the name of Jesus. A man whose bread is in his nose and is proud. A man who can drop dead and is proud. Let me say this to you. The mind controlled by Satan is death, sorrow, regret. How long will you be taking steps to regret it? How long? It is because you are working in line with the prince of the power of the air. If you work in line with God, you will have love and peace. You will have complete satisfaction that comes from the spirit of the Most High. Peace, love, peace. When we talk of success, that's where you have good success. Listen to me, therefore. Who controls your mind? Hmm? Listen, in closing. You can't trust your mind by what you do. 
check what you do and you can resolve who is really controlling your mind check what you do remember sinful mind is hostile to god does not cannot submit to god you find it hard to submit to god you struggle a lot when god is spoken it is difficult for you to follow you want to follow the world you want to follow what people want to be politically correct and godly wrong are we together now that is a sinful mind but mind controlled by the spirit even if you get involved in an act and the word of the lord comes to you to tell you that is wrong you break down in tears and you repent of your wicked ways that is a mind control by the holy spirit understand it's your choice who controls you is your choice and who controls you determine your direction in life you know somebody got an opportunity does not mean he will retain the opportunity you know huh? how many people have dashed their opportunities with their own hand because of their choice to turn away from god you you read about manasseh i will talk about manasseh later not today he was a king born by a good man and the man the father was a godly man and he chose to be a devilish man and then god prophesied against him he was joking he messed up and he thought that the prophet was talking nonsense until god made him a slave as he said a king became a slave in another country now when he found out that everything the prophet said happened he lost everything lost power lost kingdom lost money not everything that he had lost them he now went on his knees and begged god but he suffered and when he truly repented god restored him back to his kingdom and then he gave glory to God. That will not be you. Therefore, make a choice. I give you the scriptures. Someone can say that, but, but you know, why, why should Christians be controlled by Satan? Second Corinthians, or why is the world like what they are? Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. The God of this age have blinded their minds, the mind of the unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of christ who is the image of the living god when you talk to people in the world the reason why they don't understand is because the god of this age blinded their mind so if your mind can be darkened your future is totally sniffed off if you give the control of your mindset to the devil he can mislead you into a wrong direction in life that will lead to death. Your mindset determines the choice of life and death. Shall we bow our heads to pray? Let's stand up together. I want to pray with you. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you purchase your church with the blood. And Lord, everyone under my voice, both here and across the globe, who have accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior, it is your final work on the cross that this salvation and this rescue. I commit our hearts and mind to you, that you will break the chain of iniquity over the heart and mind of every believer. You remove the veil and cause the heart of christians to truly turn to you for the bible says when the man turns to the lord the veil is removed men with unveiled faces all reflect the glory of god that your people O god may reflect your glory my lord you have ordained 
a great future for everyone you send to the world. And you say the book of First Corinthians 2, No eyes have seen, from verse 9, no ears have heard. No man has conceived what you have planned for those who love you. Every hatred that Satan brings to the heart of men, hostility against God, I decree them to be broken in the name of Jesus. Because for a man to see, for a man to hear, for a man to know, the hostility of his heart must be totally taken away and replaced with the love, the true love of God. Receive it in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And moreover, you said in verse 16, who can instruct the Lord? Who, who have known the Lord that he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. Let the mind of Christ in every one of your saints take over their human mind. So that we are not controlled anymore by the flesh, but by the spirit that comes from the living God. Today I pray for healing of the heart, healing of the mind. I met some Christians who said that they are addicted to pornography. I cannot understand. Because if a man dies in pornography, he goes to hell direct. And you cannot give a person a gift that will take him to hell. So, so certainly, those people have been, become what we call in Christendom, demon oppressed. People who love to watch blue films and they claim to be Christian. Men who or women who like to masturbate or whatever, and they claim to be Christians. It's because they have given their mind to inordinate affection for too long a time to the place whereby Satan had built a boot in their heart as a stronghold is called. Such stronghold today, I break in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Let the spirit of guilt come into their heart. For the Holy Ghost will convict the word of guilt. Lord God, the Holy Spirit, storm their heart with guilt. With righteousness. And get them out of the mess. Father, I pray therefore for those who are sick under my voice. You are healed. Sickness is a minor problem. It's lighter than pornography or adultery. Or mindset, wrong mindset. Somebody who is sick only needs another one to speak. And he shall be delivered. Somebody whose mindset is been taken over by Lucifer need to by himself to change. So sickness, you are minor. I stand in Christ in God and say, Everyone under my voice sick, you are discharged from your illnesses. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. The Bible says he said his word and he healed his people. Every word I quoted today, receive in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I separate you from your infirmity. Enter into the good health provided by the blood of Jesus Christ. You are made whole. Father, we bless your name. If somebody is listening to me anywhere from here to the whole world, and you have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I want to give you the privilege. I want you to understand that God has a plan for you, and the plan of God for you is not to harm you. It is to do you good. It is to give you an expected end. It is to give you life and peace. And if you want to receive that life now, Put your hands on your chest, your right hand placed on your chest as an, a symbol of submission and surrender. If you are also claim to be Christian and you have been oppressed by all these characters and you don't know what to do with it, maybe anger is your own, you say, 
You want to be free from it or you love to commit adultery, you lust after opposite sex and you want to be free from it. Or you are greedy, you lie a lot, you want to be set free. There is something that is not right in your life according to, the God, according to God's command, but you are struggling with it, you want to be free. Put your right hand on your, on your left chest. Father, for those of you who have not been born again, just say this after me. Lord Jesus, I thank you because you died for me. I believe in my heart that God raised you, Jesus, from the dead. I confess with my lips, Jesus, come into my heart. I surrender my life to you. Forgive me all my sins. Have mercy on me. Cleanse me with your blood. I receive you this morning as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you, Father, for saving me in Jesus' name. Father, for everyone that have been bound by characters like anger, like greed, like lavishness, like filthiness, evil thoughts all the time, like adultery, fornication, or sexual immoralities. People who are involved in coarse joking, they joke anyhow, their mouth is loose. People who are reckless in sin. Oh Lord! By your power in me I say, be free in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Your body is not meant to be mutilated on the sin. Your soul is not meant to be abused. From today, the Bible says... For in Christ Jesus, the Lord of Spirit of life set me free. You are set free in the name of Jesus. From the Lord of sin and death, you are set free in the name of Jesus. Light begins to shine upon your life. You will fulfill destiny. Satan will have no power to hinder you any longer. He will not control your will. He will not control your passion. He will not control your character. He will not control your actions any longer. Father, we bless you. And thank you because it's done. I prophesy to the life of everyone. Today is the first day of the week. And this is the month of restoration. I say in this week you will experience restoration. Grain shall be given to you plenty. New wine you shall receive abundant. Oil shall be available to you. Anointing power of God. That will cause you to function in the divine authority of the Father. You receive in the name of Jesus. This will be the best week you have ever lived. From the days that you have been living in the past. Your mouth shall be filled with laughter and your tongue with the songs of for praise. It shall come to pass upon you. The Lord, the King of heaven, he shall be with you. He will lead you in all your ways. All your decisions this week shall be orchestrated by God. And I say in the name of he that lives forever and ever, may the Lord answer you when you are in distress. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. Say amen. May he send you help from his sanctuary. May he grant you support from his Zion. May he remember all your sacrifices. May he accept all your bond offering from you. May the Lord Jehovah give 
unto you the desires of your heart. May Jehovah Jireh make provision for you and make all your plans succeed this week. May the Lord give you angels of God who will expedite action concerning you. Those who will lead you to destiny and those who will fulfill the destiny that heaven has written concerning you. Power that Satan cannot hinder. It goes with you in this very week. You will shout for joy when you are victorious and you shall be victorious over every battle and you will leave the name of the banner of the name of our God and I say by the he by the authority of he that lives forever and never the ancient of days the immortal the invincible even the God of Bethel who appeared unto Abraham and made a covenant with him the God of Bethel who appeared unto Isaac and confirmed him with an oath. The God of Bethel who appeared to Jacob and brought Jacob back to Bethel where he fulfilled his covenant. May he take you this week from where you are and take you to where you ought to be. And fulfill the covenant he has made concerning you. In the name of Jesus Christ, your life will be a delightful to the nations in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I have said, Lord, you have in Christ the tabernacle brains that are on top. In business, in science, in engineering, in law, in humanities of various levels. Inside there was spirit is buried your eternal treasure. I speak unto you all. That which God had put inside you for humanity. I command them to come into your human mind in the name of Jesus. Inventors shall rise up from among you. People who will order the new course of life, the new order of God on the planet I will rise from among you. In the name of Jesus Christ, you will depart from the norm and you will enter into the supernatural. In the name of Jesus, solutions shall be barred by you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Father, we bless your name because it is done. And the Spirit of the Lord shall be upon you. The Spirit of knowledge, the Spirit of counsel, the Spirit of wisdom, the Spirit of understanding, and the fear of the Lord. In Jesus' holy name we are prayed. Put your hands.